Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Welcome to Slam Fire Radio, episode 514, recording live on Wednesday, July 5th. I'm one of your hosts, Mo. I'm another host, Kyle. I'm another host, Adriel. Uh, hello, gentlemen. Hello, hello. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. Uh, we'll get into what we did with guns. Uh, I guess I can start. Uh, you did last week, Adriel, so I'll do the same this week. Cool. Um, I did something cool. Like I, um, my friend Louie, uh, who I've mentioned on the show before, uh, invited me to or asked me to uh, to help him uh, with a group of new shooters at our uh, local at our local uh, range in Montreal. And it turned out that it was a group of seven guys, and it was part of their bachelor weekend. And uh, I think out of the seven, only one of them had had shotguns before, so they were all pretty gung-ho about it uh and louis had brought a bunch of his guns so they got to shoot a shadow two uh sig sig x5 uh i think he brought the mossberg shotgun and then i had brought my type 81 uh my smith and wesson revolver and uh, i think we had a couple other things and uh and we just had the guys take turns and stuff. There was myself, uh, Louis, his wife, Lisa, and then another RO. And we had just had them like alternating and stuff. And they were all like pretty, pretty excited about it. And uh, it was all safe and fun. We showed them, you know, the proper way to, to you know, to handle firearms safely. And, uh, and they had a blast. Like they definitely enjoyed themselves. Um, so, yeah, that was cool. I really enjoyed that. And because uh, it's been a while since I brought somebody new to the range. Um, and then after that, my my friend Martig was there as well, and he because he was he was bringing me the uh, Gray Birch 1022 that I'm going to use for the Maple Seed this weekend. Which, by the way, I love that rifle. I really kicking myself that I did not buy one when they were selling before they moved out of Canada and they were selling them like the disc the the demo units. I should have bought one. Anyways, uh, so yeah, I picked that up, and then he also brought his uh, Lee Enfield and. Uh, I got to shoot that. That's the first time I've shot one. So that was pretty neat. Um, so that was that day at the range. Uh, this week, I've just been, uh, I guess, practicing for the 1022. I'm decent with the uh, with the uh, hasty sling, not so good with the loop. So hopefully there'll be a fine instructor there on Saturday to help me with that, uh, Kelly. And uh, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm not... I'm not Try not to put expectations, but I I expect to do a lot better than I did the first time. I'll just say that. So when they ask you what your goal is at the start of the day, say like, if I don't patch, I'm gonna cry. Yeah. Uh, or I'm gonna throw a tantrum or yeah, yeah. something like yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Gonna, and I'll blame the instructors because they didn't yeah. do a good it, enough job. It's absolutely the instructor's fault. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. I would e- I would even throw my rifle, but it's not mine. So I'll br- maybe I'll bring a second <laughs> rifle and I'll throw that one instead. So a drop throw the rifle. mag in the ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not going. I'm not going to say I'm expecting to patch because why not? Well, because then I'll be disappointed if I don't. But I'm just. I feel like I'm much more prepared than the last yeah. time, and I was like way out of shape, and yeah. it was hot as hell and and it was just uncomfortable and that's that's your fault the instructors need to get you that patch (laughs) yeah Yeah. anything less is a failing on their part see uh, that's what i was saying what you should set your goal to patch because i did that with adriel and adriel made sure i patched (laughs) (laughs) yeah but so if you tell kelly your goal is to patch it is her job to make sure you patch i'm gonna bring her a case of jameson and uh and then uh That'll ensure it, right? No, you t- see. I would say bring the case of Jameson, but tell her she can have it after you patch. Ah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. smart, smart. <laughs> and maybe bring like if you can find a twenty-two caliber like pencil or dowel or something like that. Mm-hmm. A little bit of grease, and then you mm-hmm. can poke your own holes in there if you have any of that. Like, <laughs> wow, can you imagine? Wow. Fire a couple off target, and then when you get up yeah. there, especially on on stage four, just like poke a couple. Yeah. <laughs> bring, a, bring a whole, <laughs> bring a whole puncher. <laughs> yeah, I'm shooting wad cutters. That's why they look so clean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, look at those perfect holes. <laughs> no, I'm just, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. If I'm not on next week, then you'll know what you know. I didn't patch, so anyways, <laughs> <laughs> it'll be a great disappointment. Great disappointment. Um, and I think, oh, and then I had one more thing. So, uh, I had bought from Red Deer, I got the Bravo, um, KRG Bravo chassis for the 1022. You're running that, right? No, uh, because I just got it today. So, I had stick your uh, rifle on it, use it. That thing looks sweet. Yeah, that looks nice. No, that the, the gray birch is nice. It's like, you know what? You know what blew me away. It's like I one hand palm it, like no with no sweat. Whereas with my voodoo, that's I think almost twenty five pounds. It's like falling, like it's ridiculous. <laughs> um, but yeah, so with this, I got I went with the crimson red, which I thought was kind of cool, and yeah. then I added the um, the two the toolless um, like the knobs, the, the hand yeah. knobs. No, they get the actual. Yeah. Like the pull adjustment. So this is beautiful. Uh, yeah. So now I'm going to slowly uh, buy pieces for the build. I'm going to for sure get from our guest last week. I'm going to get that um, Spectre. Um, oh, that receiver. top charge receiver? Yeah, at sharp top charge receiver. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. I think it was called the ST22. Yeah. Uh, so definitely going to get that. And then I'll. Uh, I'll figure out with the barrel, but I'll probably just go with the uh, the BX trigger because the other ones I don't know if like between a hundred hundred and twenty versus like a four hundred dollar trigger. I'm not I'm not sure if I'm gonna see that Watch much for sales on the BX. So they're one forty right now from Cabello's, but they can come down to like a hundred ninety, like somewhere around yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. I tend to have it for one twenty, but I I know it will come down more than mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna slowly. I'm in no rush to to get the to get the other parts but um and then uh that was it my plan was to take the actual the the ruger 1022 and and then harvest the parts from it but ah forget it forget it, it can stay intact so you're gonna you're gonna 
part like build it straight from the ground up and just with yeah. the most Gucci parts. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So so that way That's when I expensive. My, <laughs> when I get to my my fifth maple seed, I'll have it ready. Um, and think that's it for me. How about you, Cal? Uh, well, I did what uh, every quotation marks American should do on Independence Day, and I went to the range. So I uh, got the finally got the AR up to the range, and it's cycling good. It's maybe it's just because first shots out of it, I feel like it's hitting a little hard, but. On that uh, gas block, the screws and everything are all, they're carboned up because they're from my old AR. And so I can't actually adjust it. So it does cycle. It does lock back. So I might actually take the silent capture buffer out and just, I have an H3 sitting here and try that. But uh, overall, it's actually pretty good and like what i was saying with the i was concerned about the accuracy and if the gas block would actually because it was a tight fit in the handguard where it's basically resting on the bottom of the handguard and uh accuracy i'd not an issue it's actually shoot that barrel is and that combo is shooting really nicely so i would expect nothing less yeah yeah so so yeah, it's, it's shooting good. I, I would like to adjust that gas block. So that'll be a little bit down the road. It doesn't have to happen right now because the gun is functioning cycling. I don't think it's hammering into the rear. So but I might play with the buffer and see how that goes. And uh, same trip, I, you know, I brought the STI out, sighted that in, and it was actually out a bit. So I figured I was sighting in, so I might as well bring that out and make sure because i've been dealing with the front sight a bit but not and i actually had to do some elevation and windage adjustment on it and then i actually shot the taurus the gx4 and like any sub micro compact gun it is hard to shoot it was it was consistently like four inches low at like i would maybe seven ten yards out and windage it was wasn't jerking the trigger because it was a straight line, but consistently like four inches low. So I got to play around with that and, and just really see, cause I was spending my time really get trying to get a good trigger press and it was still hit low. Hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's trigger feels all right. It is heavier than I'm used to, but it, it still feels all right. It's a decent trigger. And I, yeah, I don't want a super light trigger on something that's supposed to be a defensive Carry, yeah. Yeah. But one interesting thing, like normally when I go out training, I stick to like one gun. So I'm not going to bring like a whole bunch of handguns to, to to train. Like I'll bring, okay, AR, shotgun, pistol, but I'll bring like one. So I'm working on that, that handgun that time or that rifle that time. But uh, after shooting the Taurus, I said, okay, well, I had sighted in the STI, but I'll take few shots with the uh, STI at the closer range and just working on cadence. And after shooting that S the Taurus, holy cow, like, that, that just took my group on the STI and just sucked it right in. Uh, it baffled me. I was, Cause I've 
always thought, okay, well, shooting a heavier trigger, that's going to cause me, if I go right away to another gun, it's going to cause me to like jerk the trigger or be pulling with harder force. I found it so much easier to shoot it, even though, like, I mean, it's an easy gun to shoot anyways, but it, yeah, it sucked my groups up. And so I'm like, okay, I think I'm going to, I mean, it's good practice anyways, just be shooting defensive pit your defensive gun every time you go to the range anyways, but I think I'll start off with my defensive gun and then get into the training after that. I find if I, if I go from like a, a crappy gun to a good, yeah, to a good trigger, I'm always like, it always is. It feels like it's cheating. You don't have to focus yeah. as much on the trigger pull. You can just focus on your transition or anything, anything else. And that lighter trigger just, I don't know, cheats yeah. for you. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. Cause yeah, with the STI, I just, it was, I wasn't trying and it was just, it sucked that group up really nicely. So, uh, other than that, yeah, that was, that was basically that. That's how I spent Independence Day. Mm, yeah. Sedition. Sedition Day. Sedition. Uh, was it what I saw one? I see every year, uh, Happy Treason Day or something. Uh. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, went to fireworks last night and, you know, town at 30,000 and they were best fireworks I had ever seen. So, <laughs> oh, nice. That was quite the show, but uh, yeah, just playing. Uh, HL, how about you? You should hit up a an apple seed in the U.S. That's what you should do. Oh, yeah, I gotta find Pretty one, cool. and I think yeah, I gotta get on and and find where one would be. I know they have them in San Antonio. I know a guy. <laughs> yeah. I know a guy in San Antonio. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, that, that does uh, apple seeds. Uh, just before we go too far, Tony was suggesting that you might want to try this. Oh, not that. This. Uh, for your uh, buffer weight. Mm. Optimus. The Optimus modular buffer. Uh, in terms of what I did, uh, let me scroll to that part. Oh, it's easy. It's just two bullets. Uh, Thursday night fun shoots. Thursday night fun shoots. So I did uh, Steel Challenge. I volunteered to uh, kind of match direct that one on Thursday. So I showed up and uh, yeah, good time. Good time had by all guys showed up and uh, had a guy. Steel Challenge is fantastic for firing like a pile of rounds with a couple of new shooters uh, and people who are new to like the Thursday Night Fun Shoots or competition shooting in general. And uh, they had a good time. Good what time did you, what did you end up using? Because you were undecided last week. Oh, I use my shadow too. Okay. Yep. Very comfy. Very quick. Okay. I uh, yeah, I did some, did some quick shoots with it. It was a good time. Uh, what else did I do? Well, that was it. Uh, just went camping for the weekend. Uh, I might go to the Thursday night fun shoot this week because it's going to be like a shotgun pistol or PCC. I'm not mm -hmm. going to take my PCC. Uh, might, Why might, not? I might take a pistol. I only have one mag for it. I haven't, I haven't like gone in there with oh. a, a rotary carbide bit and uh, and mangled it, <laughs> but I will. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm gonna maybe I'll do that, and then this weekend maybe some reloading, maybe some reloading. Mm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what else. But uh, that's my this weekend. I don't have a maple seed this weekend. It's it's a rare one. Hmm. Uh, that's it for me. 
That's it for you? Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we'll get into upcoming events. Speaking of Maple Seeds, uh, you can find the upcoming dates at mapleseedrifleman.com. And if you're anywhere near the Cornwall area, I will be there on Saturday. And I think there's still spots available. So come on out. And then you can see if I, if I patch or not. If you're you inviting a whole bunch of people to come out and watch you patch, so you, yeah. you have like a whole cheering squad or oh, yeah, yeah. It's gonna spectator be, section for, yeah. for your be, MQT. It'd be like James Brown. <laughs> if you it's, patch, it's all you. If you didn't patch, it's your instructor's fault. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it wasn't Kelly's fault the first time. I was terrible. It will be the second time. I was <laughs> I it probably was, was the first time too. I was, was the ta I was the Tasco of rifle shooters. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> So, See, Tasco's got the job done, though. Oh, do they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's the maple seeds. Uh, if you're interested in uh, doing a three-gun match, that's threegun.ca. Uh, the RRA, is that still? Nope, that's passed. So that's passed. Yeah. That's passed. Um, there's going to be um, the Ipsit Shotgun Nationals in Ontario at the in september i think it's early september so i think that might be the first one or i hmm. could be completely wrong um so that's something interesting if, if people are into that and uh do we have a news story i think we do so mm -hmm. c21 didn't pass but am i supposed to read the rest of this yeah sure as <laughs> as they went for hookers and blackjack summer holidays ah okay I think that's the Senate has, is out for the summer, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The Senate has risen <laughs> to play some blackjack and uh, could do some cocaine and hookers. Hookers, is that like an equestrian term? Like what does the... the no. No, not equestrian. Uh, <laughs> nope. uh, it, it might be. They're, they got so much money, it might be. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like they're untouchable. Um, we, <laughs> so that's, that's the news there. I don't think anything else came up. I didn't notice anything uh, interesting. Maybe at the equestrian place. Maybe at the equestrian place, yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> uh, we still have the contest going on for the SBI Lynx 180 lower. Uh, so if you make a, a donation to this CCFR, um, for every $20 donation, you get an entry. Also, if you take a pic of yourself and post on in Instagram with a firearm, of course, and the uh, con and send it to us, um, and uh, contest closes August 1st. And we did have some questions on the Discord on the uh, Instagram post, so I will clarify what needs to happen there. No, your face does not need to be in the picture. If you want to take a, I think we basically made the decision if you want to take a picture of one of your guns or a video, hashtag, or not hashtag, sorry, at Slamfire Radio. So tag us so we actually get a notification on Instagram. Uh, we also had an uh, email pictures. Unfortunately, please post to Instagram. I don't think we're going to do the, we're, we're looking for the public we'll posts the out email. there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and you have for to the public it. posts getting gun ownership out there. Okay. Yeah. And your, you have, your credit card number has to be visible in the photo. Uh, fully visible. Uh, and we need your security thing uh, too. Yeah. The, yeah. A mirror. If you have the bathroom yeah. mirror behind you, we can get yeah. both at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> With or without hookers in the, in the photo. So that'll be later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can send us that receipt later. <laughs> <laughs> 
We'll get into moving on from hookers. We'll get into new gun stuff brought to you by Bullseye North. Need a new boomstick? Bullseye North is Canada's shooting superstore and a proud supporter of the CCFR with a wide selection of guns and top 10 trending gear for any shooter. Free shipping over $200. Some exclusions apply, like ammo. Subscribe to their weekly newsletter to get first access to the hottest deals. And we have... Da, 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 da. What do you want me to do? Do gun stuff? Is that what I'm doing? Da, 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 da. Yes. Gun da, stuff. Da, new gun stuff. Okay. Um, this is going to be out of order from what I've got in the show notes because I can't be bothered to put them in order. But uh, Marstar uh, is looking for uh, <clears throat> pre-orders for CZ Bren 2 762x39s. They need to hit uh, a minimum threshold to make this project viable, a.k.a. they're going to put the long barrels on. They still offer a longer handguard if you don't like the short one uh, that comes with it. And, uh, yeah. They're just looking for, like, pre-orders to see if they can do a run. How much are the pre? How much is the pre-order and final? <laughs> Let's click the link and find out. Da, 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 da. Oh, uh, that cannot be found. Be found. Uh, so, I don't know. It's not a good sign. Yeah, not a good okay, sign. Not a good sign. Fail. Yeah, they don't have it. Tell you what. It's a better sign. These guys have one in stock. London Aero Sports. They're selling a Winchester Model 94 Deluxe. This Ooh. thing better be Deluxe AF. It's a 3030 <laughs> Winchester 24-inch barrel. It's $2,700. Deluxe. Mm. Now, when I was growing up hunting, Win 94s were like, eh, quick firing, but like not a great hunting rifle. Not like a 308 Bolty or uh, a BLR or... Um, anything like that, really. Hmm. So it's kind of like it's kind of weird for me to see these things at twenty seven hundred dollars because it's the equivalent of like a deluxe Mosin Nagant. I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> piss some people off by making that comment, but uh, yeah, that's how I feel. I'm sticking to it. They're not good hunting rifles. If you've ever tried wow. to shoot a, a deer with one of these things, those buckhorn sights, thirty thirty, the cartridge, not not very good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. Let's step into the weird a little bit more. Ah, interesting. I saw this today. Yeah. It looks, um, Starship beefy. Troopers. Yeah. That is beefy. Wow. Freedom Ventures has a, a, a meta tactical apex carbine conversion kick kit for your Glock. So take your Glock, put it in a bullpup. How is that mm. legal in Canada? It's a bullpup. It's, it, it's a chassis for your handgun. It's not making a rifle. Though. Oh, it's, yeah. it's not. It's not for a rifle. It's for a pistol. Yeah. yeah. Why the hell would you it's make the same a thing as a Ronin's and that? It's just that is that is beefy. Yeah, six ninety nine. Yeah, uh, it's got a side charge, left side charge. Um, it's got a big bad rail all along the top, and it looks um. I mean, no. if you scrolled past it really slowly, it might look one of those like one of those starships from like Star Wars or something like that. <laughs> if you put the camera really close to it, Star yeah. Trek, oh. Star Trek, mm. Star Wars, yeah, same thing. I think more Star yeah. Trek, but yeah. <laughs> Compatible with A two style grips, six position adjustable stock. Where, where is the stock? It must be in there somewhere. This is the yeah. weirdest looking thing ever. Anyways, yeah, probably made in the U.S. Uh, Frontier Firearms, they had a couple of things I wanted to show. One of them was uh, they had some USGI large packs, like some backpacks for $69 or $99, depending if they're grade 2 or grade 1. Uh, that's pretty cheap for a frame backpack that are 
okay. Uh, the other thing, <laughs> a British stab-proof vest for 130 bucks. Hmm. But why do you need? Uh, okay, yeah. You got a license for that? <laughs> I was gonna say British, like they they can't even have knives. So no, they can have knives. So you have help. the knife drop bins all over the place. Like they're mm-hmm. trying to ban mm-hmm. knives and to cut the tips off. If I would rely on anyone to have a good stab-proof vest, it'd be the British. <laughs> they're getting stabbed all the time. Yeah. Uh, I Run Guns has announced that the Homestead Carbine now has an FRT in Canada, and mm. they are available for import. Restricted. These are uh, barrel one hundred and fifty dollars. Restricted. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sixteen point three seven inch barrel. So, oh. um, you might want to wait until we get the the eighteen inch ones. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah, I guess classy looking gun. Well, I like, think that would be yeah. awesome to run around the acreage with. Uh, Five or ten. Well, it'd be quiet, too. A PCC yeah. with an 18-inch oh, yeah. barrel. Oh, that'd be quiet. Yeah. Hearing safe? Mm, not quite. Eh. Ish. Ish. Hearing oh, safe for that one or two PCC. shots that you're going to be taking. Yeah, I think so. Anyways, that's neat. Those are going to be... I mean, now that we have the FRT, those are going to be starting to come in. So it's kind of good, interesting. Good, good. Oh, bullseye. This is one I was supposed to start with. Uh, Bullseye North has the uh, Tega Wolverine XM12 shotgun. Uh, this is a 10-inch uh, barrel folding pump action shotgun. 10-inch barrel. Okay. Uh-huh. It folds <laughs> down real weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but uh, it's huh. very small. And it is $709, and it's like covered in Canadian spray paint. Yes, multiple maple leaves, and yeah. I bet you it folds better without that foregrip on there. I wonder if they put I, that on there so people don't shoot their hand off. Encourage people to hold on to that to pump it, yeah? Yeah. yeah. A, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. What's this? Is that like, a barrel extension? What? A second. Manual? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, yeah, it comes with a 13.5-inch barrel extension. Look at that. Interesting. No way. Ah, and it's that even is... it's got a Canada flag on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they should have snuck a Turkish flag on there somewhere that you just gotta find. Because <laughs> yeah. you got like that one, you got that one, you got this one, you got the, like how many Canadian leaves are on this thing? Probably eight. <laughs> yeah, well, from this angle, I see four. So yeah, probably not far off. <laughs> one, well, five, sorry. two, three, four, five, and there's probably one right there. Six, yeah. and then it's probably mirrored on the other side. There's probably yeah. more than 10 Canada flags on this thing for a Turkish shotgun. Wow. But, My, uh, Mike's not a fan of Turkish shotguns, apparently. <laughs> some of them. Some of them are okay. Some yeah. all... There is a lot of them. <laughs> well, really uh, let's, let's keep going here. Um, and then uh, Tony had mentioned, I think he's looking for a PCC. I know a couple of people looking for PCCs, so I'm glad he did the homework for me. Uh, there's a couple of PCCs that Tenda has that are pretty reasonably priced. First, they have the Ruger PC Carbine with the Magpul stock. That one's $9.99, so it's got the Magpul backpacker kind of stock on the back. Um, Looks good in the gray, too. It does like look good that. in the gray. Yep, It does. They've got the Caltech Sub 2000 for $719. Wow. It's for a Gen 2. Mm. That would be my choice if I wanted to get like a PCC out of the box right now. Seven twenty, nice. Now, which magazines does one take? It says blah, Glock. Blah, it says blah, Glock. Glock seventeen. Glock. 
Fantastic. Maybe we should buy one of those instead of one I'm about to buy. Uh, they also have the Just Right Carbine in 18.6-inch uh, barrel, stainless steel barrel uh, with a nice forend, $8.99. They have the TNW ASR for $769. And they have the Kodiak Defense K9 NSR for $1,200. Lots of PCCs, huh? Lots of PCCs, mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. Uh, someone added this that wasn't me. I, I added that in. Yeah. Yeah. Remington is now running Timney Triggers. Yeah. So and now, as of yesterday or the day before, every Remington 700 that comes off the line will have a Timney. Oh, that's why Al Alex got one of the new Rem 700s. I don't think he got really one good. of these ones, but he said it was one of the new ones. Yeah, but maybe it was one. Po- of the ones he posted that. This. Yeah, I, I don't. Hmm. I don't think Starting he got today. one of these oh, ones. Well, new. because this is non-adjustable trigger, and he was saying oh. it was still an adjustable trigger, and with the take up and mm-hmm. whatnot. So, like this way here in a talk, it was not one of these ones. Okay, but cool. But yeah, so. It, Cool, cool. What was it? Uh, yeah, three or four pounds, and mm-hmm. uh, the police models, and I gotta pull it up myself because I can't see that screen. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. If you scroll up, it tells you which models are getting which trigger there. Uh, the Alpha One and Police will come with the Elite Hunter trigger. All other model seven hundreds will have the new Impact seven hundred trigger. Okay. Neat. Uh, I don't have this one in the list here, but uh, I'm looking at it. Let's just pull this up here. Yeah, it's in the cart. Charles (laughs) Daly 101, 410 for 120. I I can see why it's in your cart. Uh huh. Because it's cheap crap. It starts with a one. It starts with a one. That's This is a short barrel one too. It wasn't your 410. Uh The other 410, you got the longer barrel one? No, my 20 gauge is a long barrel. My 410 was the 14 inch. I sold it. uh, And uh, 14 inch. inch. Wow. That's insane. But then I just looked for 410 and I couldn't find any. So um, maybe I shouldn't get one of these. Maybe I should get uh, a sub 2000. No, because you got to build up your high point. Uh, yeah. And if You're I not allowed to buy a PCC I'll... until you build that up. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. And Tony was saying, find the loop to be uncomfortable. Do the pressure on the arm, probably the, the loop sling PCC in general Glock mag or nothing. Some other magazines can work, but just not as easy. Yeah. I'd, I tend to agree. Hmm. And, uh, I think that's everything I got, right? That's crazy though. It's like a shotgun with tax for under $140. Yep. They have the 410 and they also have some 12 gauge and 20 gauges for 130 bucks as well. But the 410 with the 14 inch barrels, what I'm really after that, that thing's so compact, wow. but it's also kind of hard to hit stuff with because a 410 with a 14 inch barrel is <laughs> not throwing. It's got a mod choke, but a buddy of mine, uh, well, and I, I had that one, but a buddy of mine who has it, tried using it for grouse hunting and uh, missed a lot with it. It just wasn't hitting where it was supposed to be hitting. So I don't know. Maybe I'll just keep using 22s on grouse. That's probably the smart thing to do, right? Yeah. Put all the money in modding the high point. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's what you should do. (laughs) 
And I'll, I'll have another bottle of wine and I'll get after it with my carbide. Uh, heavily, <laughs> heavily investing in the high point platform. That sounds. That's the right thing to do. Solid. Yeah. 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 Solid. yeah. And tonight I'd like to welcome to the show, Alex from Epic Arms, formerly known as Affordable Optics and Rifle Reviews. Uh, before we get welcome, before we get Thank into you. your channel and all the various things you're doing and the name change, um, I wanted to ask you, um, did you grow up with firearms? Did you get into it later in life? Like, what's how did you uh, find yourself that's, in this world? That's a funny question because uh, I was raised by my mother until the age of 14, and she is the most anti-gun person you'll ever meet. Uh, very, like, uh, very, uh, like, obsessive about, like, anti-gun kind of stuff. And my father, well, they were separated, obviously. And he has guns. And my mother was always like, yeah, if your father takes out a gun, you just get the hell away from there. And I'm thinking, like, I don't think I'm going to do that. <laughs> so it was funny. Is later in life, later, not, not being that much later, but when I was 21, I got my friend to buy me my first gun. And basically, he'd keep it until I got my license. And in life, I'm very, like, I, I over-focus on things. And, like, I, I go in 140 And so I got my first gun. I got my second gun. And then I just kept buying more guns. And then I was spending a lot of money on ammo and guns. And I'm a very opinionated person. So, yeah, that kind of translated to the channel. So Nice. Nice. So, uh, tell yeah, tell us about your channel, which what, what you're doing out there, and uh, and then we'll get into the the name change. Yeah. So the channel's name is Epic Arms. I review, um, I'd say, primarily precision rifles, um, for a good amount of hunting rifles, lots of optics, uh, PRS type um, setups. Okay. And uh, and why did you decide you just changed the name recently? Correct. Yeah, so I was formerly called Affordable Optics and Rifle Reviews. Uh, there, there was a very good reason behind the name change. <laughs> I'm sure you probably already kind of guess it because whenever I'm introducing, you know, my channel or something, it's like first thing people notice is, what's the name again? Like that's a mouthful. mouthful I'm thinking, yeah. okay, here we go. And uh, also, whenever I'm like, I guess trying to introduce myself to companies, I kind of get this, uh, ooh, hmm. We don't we don't have anything for you. Well, oh, if we'll tell you we got those you know ten dollar bipods for you, I'm thinking like, wow, okay, yeah, it's not really what I want to go for. Uh, but initially, my channel was much more centered on really really budget optics, like sub five hundred dollar optics. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so, would you would you say that the average like the scope buyer, let's say in Canada, well, I guess the U.S. would be similar, is in that sub five hundred? I think there's a huge market in that five sub 500. Um, but the way I've been seeing things, I've reviewed a lot of optics below that price point, And I find there's a lot of overvaluing products. Like some companies could retail a uh, three to nine by 40 with the exact same specs, exact same glass for, you know, 200 bucks. And another company will be selling it for 450. And the only difference will be the brand. And it, it's really different. And for most hunters, you like, they don't have the, so many options to compare it to so for them yeah it's good and for them it's it's the best so there's really this big discrepancy there uh and i find we're really uh, companies really start to add more value is like around 500 like that's that's a good spot if we're talking like us dollars it's probably more like 400 
with like the introduction of the Arkin SH4 Gen 2 and then the EP5s. And I think they really drove the industry like one step forward further, as opposed to the kind of original status quo. Okay. Um, what kind of what kind of reviews are you, have you been doing uh, recently? Um, actually, I released um, the review on the Remington 700, not, but not the regular one, the post bankruptcy version. And this actual one, uh, this this video is doing really really well. Um, so I reviewed the original Remington 700 SPS and it, the trigger, um, from the lowest, uh, adjustment point, I think it was, what was it? 4.5 pounds and the highest, heaviest weight was like five pounds. Like, what is that? Like, and it had some good creep to it. I mean, not good creep, but a lot of creep. Um, and it was not very accurate either. I think it's like, it's best group that I really got out of it consistently was like, 1.2 MOA, which for some people that's acceptable, but for, I guess, for serious shooters or if you're shooting, you know, beyond, I'd say 700, you're going to need something that's better than 1.1. Yeah. So I'm doing the post-bankruptcy version, which uh, might surprise you, but accuracy-wise, really good. Trigger, um, very, very consistent in terms of breaking weight, like a point. Uh, one pound variation on the up and the down, but still only goes as low as three pounds and only as, as high as five pounds, which I prefer one and a half pounds. So it's like, it's going to go come off this gun anyway. Nice. Nice. And um, you have access to land to, I guess, to do um, to yeah. lo longer distances. <laughs> yeah. I think that's probably like the hardest thing people like, uh, you know, that people can come by is, is accessibility to the land. So mm. I was, I'm really lucky. Um, I have access to about a thousand yards all year round. And when the uh, corn or whatever they have in the field is cut, it's more like a thousand. I, th I, I have it in my, my gong set at a thousand five hundred yards. Oh, wow. Yeah. I haven't made many hits on it because I have a 3.3 Lapua Magnum, but there is no ammunition in Canada. <laughs> You're not reloading for it. I I mean I, I will, but the because I'm 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 using it for a review. I bought mm -hmm. the Savage 110 Elite Tactical, and what I in the past I was just doing hand loads, and while it does give some value, the majority of people, even on an expensive rifle like that, are buying factory ammunition. So I need to buy factory ammunition for the reviews, or else it's it lose it does it's missing a big value. Yeah, when I when I had a three three A Lapua, I had to reload because like this was yeah. oh like ten years ago, and the ammo prices there were five bucks around back then. I don't know what they are right now, but uh, it was it was ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. So I just like reloading. It's not even that bad. The bullets aren't bad. Use a lot of powder, but yeah. uh, you can reload for way cheaper. Yeah, so I actually am ready to reload. I got I think H one thousand. I have some mm -hmm. magnum primers. I have, I don't remember what weight and Hornady bullets I bought. I'm ready to go, but I need at least, you know, five different brands of match ammunition to put through this rifle before I can, you know, give it any type of sample of accuracy. Yeah. Like when I'm doing my 6.5s, I have, I think I have about 15 different brands of 6.5 match ammunition in my basement. I usually do about nine different brands for a rifle, but for a 3.3 Lapua Magnum, they're actually $200 for a box of 20. 
that's about the current going rate. So about ten bucks. <laughs> so wow. yeah, every penny that I make from from YouTube from this business goes right back in the channel because mm -hmm. if you make a profit, the government wants their cut. <laughs> yeah. Wow, two hundred dollars yeah. for tw wow. That's <laughs> that's something. It's they work on deer. <laughs> <laughs> I got a big muley deer with my 338. It didn't do anything that a regular bullet, bullet wouldn't. It dumped a ton of energy past the deer on the hill. <laughs> Killed the like groundhog behind it. Yeah, like 250 grain bullets. Like, well, did I did I hit something? It just yeah. sailed right through. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, I met you at a CRPS match. What was it, a month ago? Is that something yeah. new that you've gotten into? Newish, I guess, for this summer. That I think was my third, third match so far. So, uh, what was it? Dan, something or another, gave me a good little roast on Facebook, and I'm like, he's not wrong. <laughs> what is it, Big Dan Castillo? I don't know. Anyway, so he was like, you know, you review all these PRS things, but you don't compete, and I'm like, oh, that is a very good point. I mean, I got all my barricades set up, but I mean. Honestly, there's nobody with the timer behind me that's like, you missed, you suck. Yeah, it's different. <laughs> it's different when you're being judged, right? <laughs> Instantly judged. But I actually surprised myself. So I went to my first match in Stittsville, um, and I finished middle pack, and I'm like, hey, for our first time, middle pack ain't bad. Oh, no, <laughs> no, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, somebody's got to make the top 10 feel like top 10, knowing that there's like, you know, 20 people below them. I, I, I'll be happy to, to yeah. fill that, you know, 20th place. I'm good with that. Nice. <laughs> and what were you, what were you, what was your, your build for the match? What did you shoot? So for the Avonmore match, I was running um, the Tika T1X uh, barrel action in a MDT XRS chassis with the upgraded forend, the upgraded rear. Um, yeah. And the Kdex Falcon Light bipod, which I ended up basically not using even on one stage. So nice. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a pretty cool There's, little sport that I just I just been getting into like this year. So it's a lot yeah. of it's definitely a lot of fun. Sorry, yeah, I thought I recognized you there. I saw you, but so the problem with me is I have a really bad memory. <laughs> and at one of the matches, so this has happened a few times, like. I say in the last two months, people are like, hey, I know you. And I'm like, oh, shit. And they could be either people I, I work with at my work. Yeah, yeah. And actually, people that were hired with me in my training group. And they were like, like recently, they're like, hey. And they started having a conversation with me. I'm like, oh, I have no idea. I'm just trying to improvise. And anyway, so this person's like, hey, I know you. And I'm like, yeah, you look familiar. And they're like, you don't know me. I watch your channel. I'm like, uh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, I saw you there and I'm like, this guy looks familiar. And I'm like, I can't play. Yeah. So yeah. When you told me slam fire radio, I'm like, yeah, okay. That, 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 that sounds right. That sounds right. <laughs> That's us. Sorry, Adrian, we're going to ask a question. Oh no. I was just saying like, uh, you're mentioning the, not using the bipod. Like there's so many, so many props you have to shoot off of that. You can't use the bipod or you need to use a bag or something like that. Right. Mm. So yeah, yeah, the bipod I brought, um, I've shot CRPS two or three times. Every time I go, I bring a bipod that's detachable, quick detach. I use it to put the rifle down yeah. <laughs> on the line. <laughs> it's a kickstand. Kick right? Yeah, it's a kickstand. Yeah, but 
the uh, have I, I what I really want to do is get an Arca rail, screw it to the bottom of my rifle, and uh, and have an Arca rail bag that I can move back or forth on that thing. So I think yeah. I would use that way more than a than a bipod. I've seen a lot of a few of the guys at at the Abenmore match had one of those, but I'm wondering like, is it really going to pro- uh, like provide that much more like proper support? I mean, it, it's not much material to like fit on something and provide that stability. So I'm thinking like. It's gonna it's gonna make the gun heavier, mm-hmm. uh, and not provide the support. So am I better off with like you know a bag in one hand, rifle in another, and doing it that way? Or maybe maybe that system would be worth. Uh, you know what it pre- you know what it prevents when you put your bag on the post, and as it you're going down off. to put your a rifle down, the bag falls forward, and now you can't <laughs> reach over to get your bag. So now you're like like right on the froth. <laughs> but if it's attached, it's not going anywhere. Okay. I could see that as a benefit, but um, I played around with it. But yeah, I guess there's some positions where it's kind of a little bit of a hindrance. But I'm I'm no expert, so. But yeah. um, um, tell us uh, tell us about your your um, your website as well. Yeah, so um, I think I started this probably what in February. Yeah, in February I opened a website. This was largely to cater to the uh, Canadian kind of uh, entry-level PRS optic kind of community because, so as a reviewer, we do get products provided free. Put brackets there because we have to do a lot of work, so it's nothing is really free. And I realized the value that's presented for the Canadian market, and I'm like, well, I mean, I could just do videos and, you know, tell people how good it is, or I could also get a piece of the pie. Obviously, this involves, like, it's obviously conflict of interest but i mean i'm my own hr so i can you know sign myself off and say it's okay but uh, so i decided why not i would retail them in canada and i would provide uh one optic in, in specific uh the discovery edprs 525 by 56 it's a um it's got ed glass 10 mils per revolution 32 mils of internal adjustment uh big beefy turret basically everything that like uh people typically want for $560 Canadian. While if you are looking for those exact specifications on pretty much any other optic, you're looking at very close to a thousand dollars. So I was like, wow, I could just retail these myself in Canada and bring them into Canada and provide a, you know, provide this for Canadians. And now I'm also, um, I picked up some carbon fiber tripods from Sunway photo. So um, depending on how you get them configured, like what I wanted was something very simple um, that'd be good for like for rifles and stuff. So it has arc rail in the top um, as most do, and it's got a Picatinny adapter inside. It's got a quick detach, and also for the positioning, it just has one simple one simple lever to make it like stop in one position and, and whatnot. So are those primarily and, for for rifles or uh, uh, spotting scopes or both? Uh, they're designed for rifles. For spotting scopes, they're a tad low. So I'm six foot and I find I kind of have to go down like this yeah. for it because it's just around like just above nipple height. So on me, so not a, yeah, great for a rifle or, you know, like hunting, if you're hunting and you want a carbon fiber one, then that'd be a decent option. So nice. yeah, that's, that's, that's what I did with the, the website. And I mean, it's, it's additional revenue for the channel so I can keep doing more interesting projects and, uh, and yeah. Nice. And I guess that, <clears throat> sorry, that uh, scope would fit into the, the production division then for 
most of yeah. these PRS sports too, right? Yeah, they would. Nice. So it gives people some op uh, an option. Well, it allows you kind of to be competitive. Like prior to this, in Canada, there really isn't much. Like for the longest time, we've had the Vortex um, Diamondback Tactical, the 6 to 24 yep. by 50. That one has five mils per revolution, if I remember correctly. It has 65 MOAs worth of internal adjustment. It doesn't have a zero stop. Like that's what we have. Actually, that one's, I think, slightly cheaper or it's actually exactly the same price. So like that's a big disadvantage, having five mils per revolution, not having a zero stop. Whether glass is on par or close, for 300 yards, meters on a rimfire, mm, not really going to be a huge deal breaker. Mm. So, yeah. So I guess I'm kind of fortunate because I have, you know, all these opportunities, people sending me optics to try and to review. I can say, oh, well, maybe I want to review this one or retail this one. So, yeah. Okay. And if we, if we stepped up to the thousand to 1500 range for scopes, what are like the hidden gems in that category? So th there's one at like 1600, uh, 16 or 17. And that's one I really, really like, um, is the Tractoric four to 20. That one, like tracked in general has like fit and finish like butter. I've noticed a lot of optics at that price. They still have some stiffness, which even some optics at a hundred, a thousand dollars do not have. So I'm kind of wondering like, why is that the case? It's usually due to the OEM and how they do things. But uh, in terms of a thousand dollars, there's actually quite a few good options. So like Vortex is actually one of them. They're probably one of the first ones to the gate uh, that came with the Vortex Strike Eagle. Strike Eagle now yeah. they were the first one in the gate, then a lot of other people kind of followed through. Even some companies literally using the exact same like OEM and basically doing zero changes to that optic and just put a different brand, go for it. Slightly different price, but and no zero stop. I think that might have been their agreement of not being 100% exact. Um, but that was a very good one, I guess, originally. But the, the Focus Parallax was like ridiculously stiff. They had some, I think, QC issues on the first batches. Um, the Element Titan's a good one, especially for probably NRL 22 or CPRS because uh, their Focus Parallax, um, it, like most of the time, let's say for center fire, you see the way the, the how they're graded. It, it's It's fairly spaced out to like, five, six, seven hundred even on, on the dials. Whereas the Element Titan, it basically goes to about 300 because Element was kind of made by uh, air gun shooters. So that's like exactly where they wanted things to be much more mm. like find adjustments for those distances. So that's a really good option, especially for CPRS. On their Element Titan, they have 95 MOAs or what is that, 27 mils? Uh, and a zero stop with uh, stainless steel internals on their turrets. So really good value there too. But there, there's a lot of like optics at a thousand bucks. It's a lot of just which one's a bit better fit for you in your in, in your uh, category. Like I wouldn't necessarily take the Element Titan for a centerfire PRS match up to a thousand just because, well, it, it, the focus is not quite as well for that. Mm. So otherwise, like it'd be great. Okay. And then when we talk about hunt, hunting scopes, is there things in particular people should be I, I don't do, on? <laughs> I don't do very many reviews on hunting scopes. 
they're very, very similar and I don't hunt. So my specialty is not hunting. And I find there's very, there's a little bit of differences. Like if we just look at a bunch of three to nine by forties, they're very similar. You're going to get a little bit more light for, you know, a lot more money. It's, I'm not really sure it's particularly worthwhile. So what you can maybe shoot three minutes more in, in the morning to me as a very bad hunter, that's not really worth it. So I'd be happy with, you know, at a budget three to nine by 40 over a, you know, an expensive three to nine by 40. Hmm. Um, Adriel, Kyle, did you have any questions? I mean, yeah, with a three to nine by 40, anything cheap will still do the trick. I shy hunt with cheap three to nine by forties all the time. doesn't matter. A hundred yard shot on a deer, like the cheapest, yeah. crappiest Tasco, as long as you didn't like ram it and, and, and take it out of, uh, out of you, adjustment. It doesn't matter. You use a Tasco. Uh, I <laughs> shot my first deer with a Tasco for this is back Israel we are talking about. <laughs> I'm, I go more mid mid range, like oh, X three series or something. I, I do now because I got the money. So like I, yeah. I use scopes that give me like more clarity so that, you know, when I pull that scope up on the deer, I can see like where it's looking and I can see, you know, I can pop that thing right in the heart, but. Yeah, like any scope now, you're not going to have to Well, You were talking like the three minutes earlier. You're not going to need to worry about shooting earlier because any scope out there is going to meet your half hour before or after yeah, for, yeah. for letting light in. So, yeah. yeah. In fact, actually, it, it, you, I remember growing up, it used to be like my dad would tell me, okay, once you can't see through the scope, you're done. And it was basically right on that half hour. Scopes nowadays, you can't even go by that because they let in so much light. Yeah. Yeah, I think the advancement in optics and technology really opens the door up for a lot of people. It's not like we're we're still at fixed two powers, right? Like nineteen yeah. eighties and nineteen nineties, yeah. but still, some people still think those are the best. Yeah. But, oh yeah, the old Weaver scopes and yeah. that. <laughs> Tasco four X, three oh eight. They're still relevant. They're still good. <laughs> oh no, they're not relevant anymore. I, it's 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 sitting on my shelf right now. It's not on a rifle. <laughs> you gotta put that in a shadow box. <laughs> the the shame that deer brought its family being taken down by a Tasco. You know? like, wow. Oh yeah, that was. Uh, I would I would have been like twelve when I when I shot that deer. Nice. <laughs> By a twelve-year-old too. <laughs> I've never even hit a deer once yet. I went hunting four years in a row. I've spent morning and night, morning and night in this tree in minus twenty, and I have not shot a damn deer. Like it, it is so. Fr- and that's kind of why I'm like, well, I could go hunting this winter, or I could do long-range shooting. One of them is for sure to like, you know, make me happy. The other one, I just might freeze my butt off the entire time and just <laughs> nothing. You know, my girlfriend's like, so did you catch anything? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> did you clean the house? <laughs> I only see deer at the side of the highway. That's the only place I see them. <laughs> yeah. Or where you're not hunting, right? In my freezer. That's where I see yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How often do you get to hunt, Adriel? Uh, what, like days per year or trips or? Yeah, or how many hunts do you get to go out on, like, I don't know, a year? Uh, I do typically a one big week-long hunt per year, and then I'll also add on a couple of weekends of, like, bow hunting and uh, grouse and deer hunting in between there. So, um, 
for days, I probably hunt like like fifteen to twenty days per per year. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I think I've been not last year, but the year before I went for was it duck and I got three ducks. But I find with these birds, you know, you're like one out of two times you're guaranteed to get something. Deer, I'm on a four year run of nothing. So my that, ratio kind of thing's fun because like there's some action there. You've got like yeah. you got them coming in and 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 you can shoot them. I just don't like eating. I don't like eating them. I just like I think duck <laughs> meat's like terrible. So um, like deer, you can make something with, and it's a lot of meat. Grouse is fantastic. Grouse, oh, if yeah. you can do that, yeah. Oh, easy, tastes great. Add it to your uh, instant noodles when you're out camping. Mwah, perfect. <laughs> or your chef boyardee. <laughs> uh, authentic. authentic. <laughs> uh, um, Kyle, did you have any questions for Alex? No, not really. No. Okay. Anything uh, we didn't cover that you wanted to to mention? Oh no, I I no, not necessarily. I guess no. And uh, where can people find you in terms of uh, the socials, I guess, as they say? Um, I'm on Instagram, but I'm not really on Instagram. I'm on Facebook a lot. And uh, you can find just look up Epic Arms. You'll find me there. Or uh, YouTube, which is mostly where I do all my uh, my videos and my, my postings. And it's usually on YouTube under Epic Arms. Or if you're looking to find my website at cdnprecision.com. Nice. We'll put that in the notes too. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me on your uh, your podcast. I appreciate it. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for coming on, and uh, we'll see you at a future match. Hopefully, I'll make it to the middle of the pack like you one day. So. Oh, where, where did you place? Where did you place in the match? Oh, like more towards the bottom. So. What, what was your bottom? Because mine was pretty bad this time too. And you know what, Rick told me. I think he was just trying to console me because he thinks I suck. He's like, "Well, you know, there's a lot of really good shooters this time," and I'm like, "Thanks." Yeah. Thanks. I know I'm not a really good shooter. Yeah, everyone <laughs> is. Everyone's a good shooter except you. That's what they're trying to say. <laughs> I think I was 35th place this time. I might have been 37th. So ah, see, we're like dominating that. that middle right there. We there all have yeah. yeah, dominating. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. All right, guys. Take care. Have a good night. Later. Thanks again to Alex for coming on to talk to us about uh, his uh, channel and website and uh, his PRS shooting as well. We will get into listener feedback. Uh, we have an email, which I will, I'll read it myself. It's from our regular Tony. Thank you, Tony. Uh, good evening, Slamfire crew. A late happy Canada day. Same to you. First, congrats to Kyle for one month smoke-free. Is it still in play? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, uh, what does he say? Add that to your 50 cal fund. Okay. The Noreen Farms ULR 50 BMG seems pretty interesting. Featured by Brandon Herrera. Okay. Get the rifle, not the pistol. I trust the turn <laughs> bolt more than a screw cap, and the screw cap just seems awfully inconvenient. Back to the main topic. I thought I would share this hidden gem of a ballistic calculator app for Android, as Kyle mentioned about Straylock last week. It is called Totally Ballistic on the Google Play Store, and it seems to work quite decent with a more modern and, in my opinion, more 
pleasing interface. I've compared the calculation results between it and Straylock, and they seem to be pretty similar. The major drawback is the free version does not give you many options. You can only calculate one load for one rifle at a time, and it lacks some of the premium features on Straylock, such as the reticle view. But I think it's a great, I think it's a great option if you don't have access to Straylock and it's free to use. The pro version is not very expensive either at $10 Canadian. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Google's uh, Play Store shows it to only have 500 plus downloads, which is crazy to me as it seems to be functional. I hope I'm not doing a disservice to those Lampfire listeners. Lastly, a side question. Uh, Tony might be building an AR-style race PCC, and he is wondering what short throw safety under 90 degrees and charging handle the hosts would recommend. Thank you for expertise. Best regards, Tony from Calgary whatever you can find that's in stock at this point, you're not going to really have a lot of selection. Well, if you can order something, they, the radiant Talon, the mm-hmm. radiant safety is really nice. You can set it 45 degree or 90. Uh, as far as charge handle, like same thing, the radiant charge handle. I just I'm got my AR. It's called Warhammer from Brownells. And it was, it was definitely cheaper than a radiant, but we'll, we'll see how it does. I'm kind of mixed on it, but uh, yeah. So there's a couple options there, but I've my go-to has always been the radians. Okay, I like something with a an, a, an extended charging handle on the left-hand side, so that you don't have to go two fingers over top. You can just go one side and like rip back and let go. Kyle's yeah, here's the here's the yeah. radian here. Yeah, and and uh, you can grab it on just one side if you want. Mm-hmm. Or both hands, and so it, it's just it's nice and extended, so you can just grab it and, and good size. Like that's the thing with uh, we're on YouTube. Otherwise, I'd grab my AR. The uh, Warhammer, I'd swear, is probably about half as like tall as what the Radian is, and so after running this, it feels a little different, a little sharper in in the finger. That's why I'm kind of iffy on it. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Mike says Vortex bought Geoballistic, so that ha- that app has traction. Okay, so that's another one. Yeah, and I heard about that one. Um, the I think the one thing it doesn't have that Straylock has, from what I was seeing, uh, was the the reticle view. That's that, that was one thing that Straylock just killed any other ballistics app because they had this huge library of reticles, and if you're at a match, I, like this, I would do this just pull up the reticle view and okay that's what i need to see instead of worrying about hash it's like oh no that's what i need to see to hit that target well so for some stages it's faster to use your holdovers instead of dial and that's where it's really nice you set the dial for where you're going to set it and maybe you can do the whole stage with one setting rather than having to you know move the dial around yeah okay Oh, I missed this earlier. So Richard was saying that uh, I should be carried around if I end up being patched. I don't think anybody's going to carry me around. So <laughs> no, they'll have to do it. Yeah. No, I. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they do for service rifle for the the winner of service rifle. They put them up on a chair. Yeah. Huh? Okay. Yeah. That's why he's mentioning that. It's got to be a pretty strong chair and some very strong dudes. <laughs> so. Or strong ladies. We shouldn't be sexist. Um, okay. And uh, do we have any YouTube comments, Kyle? Yes, we do. 
And I will start from the first, right after our show there last week. And uh, from Tony saying, Kyle is correct. That would be Condition 3 by Jeff Cooper. You would be in Condition 2 with a round in the chamber and hammer at half cock. Kyle would be running Condition 4 in New Mexico, and I bet he still has a much better chance than us Canadians running Condition Infinite every day. So, Condition Victim. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, sub 18 inch barrels. uh, I think this, yeah, this was uh, in response to asking about the short barreled uh, 308s. A short barrel, short Ruger American would be the ranch, but they're only available with short action cartridges, 450 Bush and 350 Legend being the notable ones. Okay. Then there's the Mossberg MVP Scout or Patrol, both available in 308. More expensive options over 1K, Savage 110 Scout, Remington 700 SPS AAC, and he thinks there's a short Tika as well. And yeah, there's, there's a lot of options out there once you get looking uh mix on guns says thank you sbi for your innovation and bringing badly needed canadian made gun and gun related products to the domestic market bought one of your gen 2 1022 chassis a couple years ago and still think it's the best looking chassis out there Hmm. and uh tony is back commenting saying 277 fury might become the new 223 we'll see about that in the future at this moment, probably not worth it other than cool factor. I would I would say no, because, I mean, they tried to do that with the 224 Valkyrie, too, and that got nowhere. So, but uh, who knows? And then uh, Tony was going and catching up or re- revisiting old episodes. So on uh, episode 494, Shooting the Breeze, there's a question to Adriel. Do you lube the magazines after cleaning? What is your magazine cleaning process? I mean, I've got, if they get wet, yeah, because um, like some of my shadow mags are starting to rust. Hmm. They're just like a, a blue, where are they? I just noticed this the other day at the range. I must have shot in the rain a little bit. And some of them are starting to uh, get a little bit uh, brown there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so my process, if you would call that it that, is to get some uh, paper towel and some oil, uh, any kind, used motor oil, whatever, and uh, wipe it on there until the rust is gone. But that's just for the outside. That's just cosmetic. The inside of it, I would just, I don't know, scrub it. Is that what he's asking about? I, I don't remember what we were talking about that episode to see exactly. Um I, I see he's on player block mix, can't rust. I am worried about the spring, though. And that's the thing with block uh, mags, and that really annoys me, is they don't make them easy to take apart until you yeah. like get them apart and file those little nubs off. Like, you need a pair of channel locks to squeeze the body of the mag just so you can pop that base pad off. <sighs> um, I'll be honest, I've not, especially block mags, I haven't ever worried about it. Uh, mm-hmm. I I clean a mag when the follower starts gumming up. It's probably not the best pack practice, but I'll pop the base pad off, pull the spring out, run my mag brush through it. And once in a while, I'll jack them. And especially the 20, 2011 mags, you got to tune them every once in a while. Even then, 
I haven't tuned mine for a while and they're still running good. So I think more. I think mag 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 maintenance is over over uh, over exaggerated. Yeah, yeah. You don't really need to do too much other than if they get sand in them, you got to get the sand out. But yeah, if you're playing in the sand one day, yeah, you might want to or the rain take those apart and. Yeah. Did they rust on the inside? Though? I've never noticed any rust on the springs on, on mine on the inside. Can't see. I have either. I mean, I could just take these apart and, and find out. Yeah. I don't think there's going to be anything on the inside for rust. So I'm pretty sure the uh, the springs, at least on, on the uh, guns I have, are treated. Let's just take it. I'm, I'm here anyways, right? Let's yeah. just take a look here. Let's see what this, uh, this Mechgar mag... No, no, I see no corrosion on, on this spring whatsoever. Hmm. Little bit of crap. Oh, no, no. Is that rust or is that mud? I don't know. It wipes <laughs> off too easily. I think it's just mud. I think it's mud. Investigative journalism. <laughs> well, it's just basically if you're in a condition where, you know, it's getting wet, take it apart, let it dry out. If, as far as like every time you use it, even like mag tension, like keeping a mag loaded isn't going to destroy your mag tension where it's like, oh, you're six months, you got to replace it. I mean, I know guys, they're talking, their everyday carries are saying, ah, you know, if you just keep it loaded five years, if you unload it and cycle it around all the time, three years. So it depends on how often you're using it. Like, I believe the the springs are are rated for cycles, not for uh, staying compressed or staying decompressed. Mm. Almost <clears> like <throat> anything, if you just constant, I I think if you just constantly are working it, it's going to wear it out faster than if you just yeah leave keep it, it in one like, position. Yeah, yeah. I, I leave all my pistol mags loaded because yeah. I go to another match and I need to reload yeah. the stupid things. So oh, yeah, I I don't worry un- about unloading mags no, after no. a match or something. No. no. Okay. But, all right. We got a few more here. Uh, listening back about, and this is on episode 498. Uh, listening back about the Kodiak K9. I don't think Josh mentioned what ammo he was shooting. That may have something to do with it. May got to hand one over, or bleh, got to handle one over the weekend at Calgary Cabela's. Feels pretty good. Cool. Uh, and then on episode 501, the only shotgun ammo I had issue with was the Remington Gun Club Target Loads 12 gauge. I had two squibs out of the 500 round shot. Fortunately, shotgun squibs are easy to clear, and I think it was good training for me and my friend seeing squibs for the very first times. I can't, I can't say I've ever had a shotgun uh, squib. No, I've seen shotgun. That's really interesting because, yeah. I've seen shot that has just had a primer into just bleh, out the barrel. Yeah, and I've, uh, yeah, I've I've seen some where the shot was wet and uh, it barely made out the barrel and it looked hilarious. But uh, I can't say I've seen a squib with it. Yeah, so that is interesting. And I, I've never actually had an issue with Remington gun clubs, but I know other people have. My main one is Federal. I just up until recently, I couldn't get a round of federal, a tube of red federal out without a misfire. So mm. everyone's mileage varies. 
503. Uh, Tony asked, how hard do I insert the magazine? For flush mount magazine in, in the pistol grip, pistols and some PCCs, force amount extreme. Smack it in there as hard as I can. Usually less force used on rifle mags as my hand would be slipping on the mag body. You see, at every match, people dropping mags. Mm-hmm. They put their mag yeah. in, they go to shoot, and... Mag, mag comes out. Yeah. Mag comes out. Uh, now, is that on uh, closed bolt reloads? Uh, usually, yeah. 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 That's where you got to know how hard you need to insert it or download your mag so that you can just slap it in there. Mm-hmm. But, but that is our YouTube comments. Okay, thank you. If you go to our website, you will find a uh, Cabela's link that's on slamfireradio.com. And if you use the link, it's supporting the show, which we really appreciate. And uh, once a month, we'll read uh, the purchases on air. I guess that time has come, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Okay. So for June, we had a Maglula Uplula pistol loader. That's a mouthful. Uh, Wheeler <laughs> Fat Sticks. Those are good. Yeah. If you got to load like, oh, yeah. loose rounds, those are good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Wheeler Fat Sticks Torque Wrench Set. Uh, Plano Utility Box, Real Avid Bench Block, and Bore Cleaner, plus picks and brushes and plant stowaway. Plano. Plano stowaway. Sorry. Oh. That's what I read. <laughs> not plants. We're not. There was no plants. Uh, Fisker, stowaway plant. Yeah. <laughs> Fisker's Power Tool, Power Tooth, Soft Grip, Large Folding Saw, Real Avid Boss, Bore Boss Cleaner, times two. Mm-hmm. Caldwell Steady Rest NXT QAD Ultra Rest Hunter Aero Rest. Man, these are tongue twisters. Uh, Real Avid Bench Block Bore Cleaner Frankford Arsenal Stainless Steel Pins Sifting Caps Release Magnet and a Reloading Tray. Good stuff. <clears throat> yeah, lots of purchases this summer. Yeah. They've, yeah. Had a, they've had a bunch of uh, a bunch of different sales though, so makes sense. Yeah. And besides uh, that, you can support the show through pay, uh, Patreon and Player. Uh, if you'd like to email the show, we'd appreciate uh, your letter, and we'll read it uh, live at Slamfire. Send us an email at slamfireradio at gmail.com. And uh, do we have any shout-outs tonight? I do not. Uh, I have a shout-out for my editor. Um, yeah. Been doing a good job. Edited that WK181 uh, video. Look good. Maybe I'll get him to do the show. Okay. Awesome. I don't have any shout outs either. And uh, hopefully next week I'll be shouting out Kelly as she helps me patch. But what we shall see. And um, join us on our uh, Discord server. Watch us on Facebook, YouTube, and Player. Join the CCFR, which is very, very important. And uh, see you next week. Night, Kelly. Night, everyone. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over,
time to get a gun.